Hello and welcome to episode two of the Drama and Spotify's Listen and Learn on the Future of Audio, which was recorded as part of a live event in September 2020. In episode one, our experts Vanessa Go, Creative Strategy Lead Southeast Asia from Spotify, and Vijay Anand, Head of Creative APAC at Vayner Media, uncovered the science behind sound's persuasive nature. In this episode, the second episode, we'll dig into its power to spark imaginations and brands. First things first, can you do storytelling in sound? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, audio is, is basically storytelling. It's like one human speaking to another. It's like, you know, just like with voice, it's like, you know, from my grandfather's time, you're like, you know, uncles at a coffee shop telling stories, that's audio. And then um, copywriters know this, it's like, you know, if you're doing a radio ad or audio spot, it's like you use theater of the mind, you use sound to tell a story. So the little characteristics, like, you know, characters like a pilot, like, boom, it's like, you know, the, the, the sound of the pilot's message. Or, you know, if someone was like giving a sermon or if like someone's in the stadium, there'll be all these like echoes. So it's great as a creative tool. And then it's, it's also, you know, using theater of the mind, using sound design, it actually fires up listeners' imagination. So um, one thing about the, the imagination bit was is that actually it was so quite personal. Like there's this ad I like, it's just like, you know, waves on the beach. So it's really soothing and calming. And it was like this moment of calm was brought to you by Sonos or something like that. And, and um, the imagination part is actually personal because like those waves kind of like take me back to Bali, which I wish I was there right now. It's like, ah, I can't travel. But then um, to other people, it has different places and different meanings. Like someone else might be thinking of Hawaii, another person might be thinking about Phuket. So using sound design just actually doesn't just pull people into the story. People actually add their personal touches to it. It actually brings them to a, like all the different personal happy places kind of thing. Yeah, I think uh, that's quite interesting, right, Vanessa? Like sound triggers imagination. Like how words can, like books can trigger imagination as well. Mm-hmm. Like you would describe a character, but in your mind, uh, two different people, the character looks very different because yeah. their memory, their, their life story is so different. You can kind of form your own imagination that way. And it's similar to sound as well. Like just a simple example of footsteps and, mm-hmm. and a door opening and creaking. Uh, you can already imagine pictures to that. But imagine adding layers to it. If that mm-hmm. same footsteps and the door creaking and opening, if you put it to a horror music background, it becomes a horror story. But if the same same exact sound design that you change and you put a cut, like a funny music, you know something funny is about to happen. So imagination can be triggered by just a mix of sound, music, sound mm-hmm. design, those kind of things. You start imagining it. And just like your example of in the beach, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Sound waves for you means Bali and for someone else means Hawaii. Like it just brings you back. It transports you to a different place. So for me, it triggers your imagination. That's so powerful, right? Yeah. And, and also bear in mind that like, you know, now that so many people are, you know, streaming audio, something like, you know, 80% of people, like majority of people are on headphones, like, you know, you and me. Yep. So now you can play with like the technical side of audio. You know, you can do like, you know, left, earbud versus right earbud you can do 3d audio so there's, there's a lot of fun there's like you know imagine if you're like whispering in the ears like hey eat a pizza 
And then the other side is like, no, 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 eat a salad. It's like, what do you mean by pizza? So, you know, there's, there's all these things that we can do. Like, even with 3D audio, you kind of transport yeah. people into that physical place. It's like, you know, moving from left to right and all that. So, yeah, there's, there's all this fun that you can have with audio. I love that. I love the idea of having the, the two sides. That's, that sounds a lot like my decisions every single lunchtime. Um, I wanted to actually just go back to the, the sonic branding um, part of this, because I think if we're talking about the creative side of, you know, brands and advertising, then, you know, brands branding is, you know, is, is, is a big consideration. But for me, I get a sense that audio isn't usually part of a kind of brand refresh or not, not always. Um, why do you think sonic branding is important or should be considered as, as part of branding? I think we've been saying things in, in pockets today, right? Like how important uh, sound is for branding. Um, from our experience, you know, from back in the days, you know, from ICQ to the inter- sound of internet, to Intel, to BMW, you know, everyone had sound. I didn't even, even MasterCard did that recently. Um, it's just, I feel like it's underrated with a lot of brands now. Everybody just relies on visual. But I think uh, slowly you can kind of tell your clients, like actually be open to sound as well, because with mobile, with platforms, sound sound is so, so important. But again, it depends on the brand. Like um, I'm, I'm sure some brands like sound is least important. For some brands, sounds are more important. So you need to see the brand that you're talking to as well. If, because budgets are an issue nowadays as well. Uh, sound can be very important, but depending on the brand that you have, like if your brand is so much of a, you know, we're just in the visual world, you know, sound is the least most important, then you wouldn't push the brand to, the, to be like, okay, guys, you need a sonic branding because it doesn't make sense. But for brands like on tech platforms, you know, things like that, like uh, e-commerce or like Gojek, you know, uh, tools, you know, those kind of uh, brands, if you like, if you don't have a sound right now, you're, you're late, you know, like couldn't do something yeah. about it, you know. Yeah, and, and the thing with the whole branding element is like, and I've done rebranding for brands and they always have like this big volume. It's like, you know, here's the color palette. It's yeah. like here's, they even have a section on like copy, you know, how to, you know, write like, you know, the tone to use. And then audio sometimes, I mean, a, a good branding kind of like, you know, portfolio would have an audio element to it, like whether it's a jingle. And a lot of like, you know, the CPG brands, they have like a, a, a song to it. So if they just adapt some of that jingle, like I think it was Mr. Muscle's like, da 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 just a little bit, it's kind of catchy to listeners. And and it's not just like the Sonic logo. I mean, it's the whole brand ecosystem. Correct. Correct. So as, as DJ mentioned, you know, when it comes to the tech platforms or the apps, What's the sound when your car has arrived? What's the sound when payment yeah. has gone through? But I'm, but I'm so, but I'm so uh, like, I'm, I'm really intrigued and I really want to push the boundaries to like brands who don't even use sound uh, to go and like, it, like juices, yeah. like, like imagine juices. If you're just hearing someone gulp and that's the sound of someone who just drank a bottle of brand X, you know, like something like that, just to experiment because they've never done something like that. Yeah. Or to a brand that's so like, let's say beauty or skincare, like when sound is just the song in your head, but what yeah. if sound could be more powerful? You yeah. know? What if sound could help your, your complexion of your skin? The things like that, I feel like brands should be like super open to experiment with. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of that whole, like what do people remember? It's like, you know, what would clean sound like? Or 
it and yeah. the challenge there is like what would beauty sound like? I know many years ago there was an SK2 ad where the, the woman did something like doo, doo. it's like you know her skin was so supple. And the sound that she made was what everybody remembered. Everyone was mm. like trying to remember the sound kind of thing. So there are these little sound bites that you know people remember brands by. And and you know, the example I like was actually um on a it was with a phone company, it's like I call customer support they put me on hold and the music that I listened to was actually their song and I was like oh this is cool because they kind of thought through everything I know this is a bit of a marketing brain that I have but it's that detailed so it's like you know if you go into a Starbucks what's the music playing there that's gonna impact the brand right if you just leave it up to chance then you know someone in Starbucks might hear some music that's not congruent with that whole brand experience so that's the whole branding thing. It goes all the way down to like, you know, whether it's an app or the in-store experience or even down to, you know, when people are on hold, what music do they hear? Yeah. I want to actually dig into your story about going, going through the process of that um, at Gojek, BJ. You know, what, what was the story behind it and what, what were a few of the, the things that you encountered when, when going through that process? Okay, cool. So Gojek at that point, um, uh, so I was there for two years. Uh, for eight years, they had the same brand logo and, and uh, same uh, visual uh, brandings and stuff like that. So I think the owners were like, okay, it's time after eight years to do a whole brand refresh. So we were part of that. We were changing the logos, we were changing the narration, uh, the brand proposition, the, the, the whole uh, campaign and stuff like that. But then towards like the end, I was, there, I, was, I was looking at the visuals and all that. Then I went to the owners. Actually, you know what? we don't really have a brand sound, which is quite interesting because we are an app and it's so, so important to have those sounds, especially when you're booking a ride, like I was telling earlier, uh, those kind of things. So they were like, hey, actually, yeah, it's true. Why don't you just go and experiment uh, with sounds? So I was like, okay, I'll take and, and, and just take it as a personal project and let's just do this, right? So it was quite interesting because uh, for a tech platform, you think that it's so easy, you know, to come up with a sound like that. But first, the process was, okay, I know in a lot of brands, getting a buy-in could be quite tough because when it comes to finance, when it comes to, you know, all the layers to get, and sound is like, like we have been saying earlier, right? Uh, it's so underestimated that it's going to get tough to, to get it approved money-wise and stuff like that. But here, because I was working direct with the owners, they were super experimental. I was like, okay, just go do it, you know? So it's quite fun. Like one step, that would be a tough step, but that was passed very easily. But then the tough part is, okay, how do you bring this sound or this brand to life in, in the sound format? So I worked with these guys in Amsterdam, uh, Amp, Amp, uh, Amsterdam. Those guys were brilliant. You know, they've done a lot of cool stuff and I've worked with them, with them before. And I briefed them like, you know, dude, this brand, it's, it's, it's such a cultural, uh, such a powerful brand in, in uh, Indonesia that it moves the nation, right? But it's such a happy brand. Uh, it helps people in their lives, you know? So I gave like the brand personality to them. And then I told them like, never forget your Indonesian roots as well. So those guys were brilliant. You know, although they were all the way in Amsterdam, they had a music engineer who actually could play the gamelan. Uh, so he makes like modern, he makes tech, uh, he makes that happy, uh, airy feel to the sound. But at the same time, he also mixed little gamelan sounds inside. So it didn't forget the Indonesian roots. So for me, when instead of, you know, just coming up with a small sound, like, oh, this is the sound to, to when you or cancel the order, or when you get your booking, he came up with this whole track first. And he said, this is the feel for 
the brand. Then I was like, wow, okay, I get it. Like whatever that I said and whatever the, the brand is, is brought to life in sound. So I thought that was quite cool. Then he went on to, after that process of getting the, the personalities right in a, in a whole long song, then we went down to super details, right? Uh, detail sounds like booking, uh, right, you know, paying, you know, cancellation, those kind of things. But what was cool about that was because you're a platform, a tech platform, you could also test it. And, and Go- Gojek is such a, um, a crazy ecosystem that the sound was not only for consumers, the sound was also, which is the cool part, for bike riders on the, on the street. Because the bike riders probably got his phone in his pocket or right in front of him, or he's got headphones on, but he's in a busy street. So if the certain decibels would, he would not hear that he has a new booking. He would not hear that the booking has been canceled because he's got his phone somewhere else. So, but sound could tell him that. So we had to test different sounds and different decibels for him to listen to the cancellation or that he has a new order. So he would stop and pick up and look at his phone or move on to his next customer. So that I found like super, it was eye opening for me as well because we had sounds on the road. We had people sitting down the back of the driver with a mic listening to the sound, you know, like those kind of things just to experiment uh, which works, which doesn't work. I, for me, that was an eye opener. And then when we got all the sounds right, uh, the research right, and then we launched it, the UX UI team then built it and the tech team built the sound to the app as well. So it was such a complex process, but the hardest step is usually getting like, okay, let's make this happen. Let's pay because it's important. Let's do be serious because that's important. But it, that, I would assume that in a lot of brands, that's quite tough to do. But in Gojek, because the owners were involved, experimental, mm-hmm. that step was easy. But then after that, it became so complex, but we just made it happen, you know. And yeah, now so many layers to that. Yeah, so many layers. It's amazing. And someone now on the street, which is quite funny, uh, a friend of mine, when, when she was, my colleague was booking a Gojek, I didn't even... Uh, listen, I didn't even look at whether she was using Gojek or Grab or whatever, but I heard the sound. I was like, hey, you're using Gojek. That's quite cool. Then she's like, how do you know? I said, because I created the, I helped create the sound. So I, I remember that, you know. <laughs> I love that. That's and also cool. then you can check on your colleagues and make sure they're using the right one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No. You can use yeah, anything that, you want. You're okay to. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, actually, you talked about how the, big, the sort of tougher stage was, was at the beginning and kind of selling that. And I actually think that's quite an interesting thing for people li- listening today. You know, what would the tips be that you would kind of give people for, for trying to sell in, you know, investing in an audio brand? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's very tough. Like, uh, again, I said, like, you know, nowadays, especially when the, the econo- economy is down and stuff like that, you know, you would not focus on a lot of frivolous thing. People would think it's frivolous, but it's not. It's so important. Put aside a bit of budget and, and experiment with sound because you never know. It could be the next ICQ sound. It could be something that people remember your brand. And that's such a powerful thing, right? Uh, people remembering your brand just by sound. But if you don't try, you never know, you know. They should get the uh, get their colleagues to listen to to this session, and, and then, <laughs> then they'll be sold. Um, it's interesting, actually. The drum has a sonic brand because we did a, a magazine issue about um, sonic branding and the future of audio about a year, year or two. With the name like the drum is it <laughs> the sound of a drum. There's, there's drums nice. in it, yeah. So um, <laughs> we, if you go to any event it will be the opening to the event. Um, if people are listening to this on, on the podcast, so this will be turned into a podcast afterwards, if they're listening to, to this then, 
it will be used in the intro for that. So it's become something that we've we've kind of used for everything. Um, there's not as many layers as the Kojak like branding, but um, but we did use some drums. Um, my next question, actually, I mean, we've we've talked about a few good examples here about kind of ads that you, or, or brands that you remember. In terms of kind of the storytelling or creative side of things, have you got any examples of brands kind of doing that well in audio? Oh, um, well, I, I love the whole, like, you know, this was a case where the music and the brand and the voice really comes together. It was actually the Dosakis campaign, you know, the most interesting man in the world. His voice is so iconic and it fits the whole campaign and the story that they were telling so well. And then they have the music as well. And so it's like, you know, even it's quite amazing because throughout the different campaigns and the many years, they were using the same soundtrack. So they did it for the audio as well. And once you hear the song, you know it's Dosakis. And then the rest is all storytelling. It's like, you know, only he in the museums, only he can touch the art. You know, it's, it's that whole kind of fun, um, you know, execution of, of sound. And another campaign I actually kind of really remember is the, the man your man could smell like. You know, mm. his opening in that ad is like, hello, ladies. I was like, it's so iconic. It, it kind of like, you know, makes such a strong impact just with the opening and that voice. So, yeah. And then it went between from TV to audio. It was like, it just stood out. There's a couple of really nice ones as well. You'd remember like, uh, I remember the real man of genius from Budweiser. Uh, Bud's a client of ours in VaynerMedia in uh, America. But uh, I think uh, back in the days, they had real man of genius. Oh, so when you hear that, it's just super funny. And then you had this uh, Dumb Ways to Die in uh, Australia, oh, which yeah. is so catchy and haunting that you just sang the song over and over again, you know, like, um, yeah, it's sometimes the sound is is amazing. You would remember the, uh, the the song or the sound, but you also need to blast it so many times or do different cuts of it or like do different remixes of it so people can actually remember. Like you know, after a while of listening to it, it's kind of like brainwashed. Uh, you just buy a lot of media media spots <laughs> for it, do it different styles, make it likable. Well, it's either two. It's either people hate it so much that they remember it. Or they like it so much they remember it. There's anything in between is bad because they don't remember anything in between. So it doesn't matter yeah. if people hate it, but at least they remember it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's that. actually that whole advertising thing. Is like people may not like respond to it, but they still remember it. Yeah. So yeah, it's actually branding still. You want your sound to be embedded in like yeah. history or memory or it becomes a cult classic. I know a lot yeah. of brands tend to like cheat and take musicians' songs. Like that's, it's a good way. It's a, it's a shortcut to getting mm -hmm. uh, memory or uh, invoking memory and uh, triggering something because people remember the songs. But I feel like some brands are smart. They create like different remixes and movie trailers does that as well. Like, you know, yeah. it's so cool. Like they took this song and they turned it to like, they took like a Johnny Cash's Hurt and they turned it to a new uh, version. Oh by nine inch nails maybe like you know and then people be like wow that's so cool you know like uh yeah. so there's different ways like one is the shortcut of using people's music one is creating an original score which is like dumb ways to die is an original score and you just buy so much that people are like oh i remember it so much you know like i love it i'm humming it all the time you know like finding the right tune that that people remember and creating from original yeah. uh, creating it from scratch is not easy but it's amazing right 
Yeah, I mean, it takes time. It's, it's like yeah. you said, once it takes time to build that brand and then people remember it, you can have fun with it. Like you were saying, the remix thing. Yeah, I remember no. going into a presentation in uh, went back when I was in TBWA Malaysia. We had McDonald's for a project. Mm. And so McDonald's called us in for the very simple. Their brief was like, oh, uh, our Happy Meals are not selling anymore. Can you help us sell? And we went in instead of like a giant big idea, we went in with a very simple idea revolved around music but the inside was like okay uh, for the last few years you've been selling just burgers frying uh, salads being tossed you know like fries being fried you know like that's all people remember you but people actually know your brand for much more that people loved your brand before it's such an emotional brand but you've just been very functional lately so we just gave them like our new our concept for this was rasa sayang to feel the love back again mm-hmm. uh, for mcdonald's and we played that rasa sayang song so I, I got it. My one of my friends, uh, uh, a musician in Malaysia, recomposed the say Rasa Sayang song to be such a emotional guitar plucking. He just played it with his guitar, and at the end of the song, I played the McDonald's sound ident with it mm. as well, and we put it together. And then when we just played that song with just the words on the slide, the clients yeah. were like, "Can I hear it again?" <laughs> like, they wanted to hear it again, and someone actually cried in the room. And then they said wow. that I've never felt, I felt like, you know, the love, I've, I've, I love this brand, but I felt like the love was missing. And you guys just reminded me because when you played wow. the music, I remembered the, why I love this brand and why I love working here. And yeah. just with song and just two words, we won that campaign. We did that campaign and it was quite powerful, you know? Yeah. And that's like, you know, how emotional sound and music can be it's like and, and it's great for mcdonald's because that that ba-da-ba-ba-ba, right yeah. i mean you can remix it in different correct. ways in like way. electric guitar and people will still know it's mcdonald's correct so correct. yeah i wanted to to then ask because this is something we, we talked about before the kind of differences between kind of the digital audio and sort of more traditional audio just in terms of approaches um i want to just ask what's kind of ki- what's possible in in digital because i you know if you think about actually other formats you know visuals and things like that there's there's so much more you can do in the digital space is the same for for audio what you know what what can be done there um i don't know i think um audio is like you know the tech is moving so fast it's like you know the the next step is like people are already starting to use their voice you know with the devices it's like voice activation is is almost like a new touch almost and you know if they're searching by voice or if they, instead of like typing a message they just read it out and then the message comes up you know the, the next step is actually to really use voice for other things and then you know i guess it's it's that's where brands should be is like, you know, if there are people are using voice, then there's no screen. So it kind of goes back to branding. It's like there's no logo or, or typeface or color to look at. How is your branding going to come across so that that branding bit will be there? And then, you know, if, if people are going to start searching by voice, I think um, I, I saw somewhere it's like the next step is people are starting to shop by voice. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like people are going with Alexa, get me this, you know, like, um, I think with our founder as well, Gary, Gary, is always, Gary V is like a visionary, right? Um, when I work with him uh, recently in the last uh, 10, nine months, he always comes up and say like, okay, use this, use LinkedIn. One of the things he, like he, he said, and he, he was pushing was like use voice in, in America, especially it's so huge. And it's, it's not yeah. as big in, in Asia yet, but it's going to come like be the first to use it.
Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the Drum and Spotify's Listen and Learn on the Future of Audio. In the next episode, we'll be getting out the crystal ball to continue to unearth what the future of audio will be.